1: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Joined by William Brad Alice. I am merely Mike Luke. William, did you have a good holidays? I know how it went, but fill fill the other people in.
0: You know, overall it was relatively drama free. Uh, My wife's uh, dad and stepmom are uh, in the state. They were down last week, and then so she went to go stay longer in Phoenix. So my son and I came home christmas night from phoenix my wife and daughter stayed up there and then i get a call yesterday and my wife uh thought she left her wallet in the car and she did so guess who had to go back uh and i didn't have to go all the way up to phoenix but just like south in the, the kind of the if you go up arizona avenue
1: right, uh, right there's right. that
0: place where it splits with four so i i drove the hour she drove the 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 35 minutes and so you i mean got to in the middle I got to spend a part of my day off driving back to Phoenix for the third time in three days.
1: Right. All right well, speaking of which we got Arizona ASU basketball this, uh, um, this week, obviously Saturday. And I've been going over a lot of it and I want to know your opinion. Why has in the, let's say since 83, 84, why has ASU not ever really been able to sizably close the gap? There's again, there's been a few seasons here or there, but there's never been a five, a six, a seven year stretch where it felt like ASU was getting closer.
0: Uh, why has USC not been able to sizably close the gap? Why has Kansas state not been able to sizably? Um, at the end of the day, it's really hard to become an elite program. Um, you know, Arizona State, I think, made a very wise hire back in the day when they hired Herb Sendek.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he was a, much like I think Arizona football has to do, uh, he was kind of a system coach. He was able to, obviously, he could integrate the James Hardens and the Diagos of the world, but for the most part, you run your system, you run it well, you can fit a variety of players in the system, but at the end of the day, it's not going to win you national championships. It's not going to get you to Elite Eights. Um, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, as much as he has done some good things, Hurley's been somewhat of a failure there. Um, And that's been what the last 15 years were those two guys Uh, at the end of the day. I think it's really hard if you're not an established program to, to, and for whatever reason to build powerhouses in pro cities, the exceptions are USC football, UCLA basketball. And at the time um, Miami, uh, mm-hmm. or football, but that even it's been where well, I saw something where you know, no one alive playing in the national championship tournament has ever seen Miami win a conference turn championship, uh, right. In football, so for the most part, I think I think it's hard to get the community buy in, the booster buy in, uh, at these, you know, she's not a pure commuter school, but it's kind of a commuter school. Right. Um, for the state again, for the same reason, you don't see, you know, SMU good anymore, or, you know, a lot of these other schools, even if you look to lo- some of them are suburban sort of, you know, Ann Arbor's not that far from Detroit, but yeah, it's just really hard And when you don't have a ton of in-state talent and most of the in-state talent, you do have
1: but see, Archie. it's different, but it's different now though, because back in the day, like when I was growing up, you would every third year you would have a really good player. You would have a Bibby, then a Jefferson, then a Fry, then a Bayless, a Johnson, a Daylon Terry. But now, I mean, when you've got low when you've got these prep schools that are just loaded with talent, again, I get that they're transplants, but you would think you'd be able to get some of those guys.
0: But when you look at it, how many people go to an ASU basketball game?
1: Right, and that's the key, too, is that these guys don't grow up, and I, I uh, put something out there about this earlier. Nobody grows up wanting to uh, say, man, I would love to be an ASU basketball player. Those guys that I talked about uh, that came to Arizona, a lot of those guys grew up wanting to play for the U of A. Nobody grows up wanting to be an ASU basketball player, and until that's changed, I don't think anything's going to change.
0: Well, put it this way. If you're D, let's use DeAndre Ayton, for example, a kid who grew up in the Bahamas, lived in San Diego, then went to prep school in, in Phoenix. And you go to an Arizona basketball game. Exciting environment. Um, you know, the the fans come out. It's packed. It's a it's a great way to watch a game. You go to a Suns game. And then even when DeAndre's here, the Suns, were, Suns are still, it's a top-notch presentation of basketball. Right. You go to ASU, and with the exception of the students who do a nice job, I think the curtain of distraction is silly, but it's their thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's 3,000 other people in the crowd. Right. I haven't been to Wells Fargo in a decade. I don't know if they fixed it up, but it was just always kind of dingy.
1: Yeah, I agree. It didn't have a real college. And like you said,
0: some of it was the colors. Like it just marooning gold may look good on a uniform. It may not, in my opinion. Right. Yellow walls in the hallways doesn't look good. (laughs)
1: <laughs> correct um, yes yeah,
0: if you look at it the suns don't paint everything orange america west or whatever it is now um it's a lot of gray it's a lot of concrete and steel and, and, and things like that you know mikao looks good with the shiny navy and shiny cardinal um and again maybe asu looks different now but um you know and, and, and the guy just made a comment about the hockey the hockey arena looks cool it looks it cool look on cool. tv Um, so again, if you're DeAndre Ayton, if you're one of these guys from out of state who comes here and you have your choice of looking at, and again, Arizona's not landing a ton of prep players from Phoenix either right now, uh, at least prep school players are landing a few, you know, Terry's a native for the most part, um, but you go to an ASU game and you go to a U of A game, which is the better environment. Where do you well, want to
1: play? It's not even close, especially if you're investing money because some of these tickets are like really expensive and we'll get to where you should get those tickets in a second here. But I did want to talk, uh, I want to talk the Arizona ASU matchup here and then Arizona as they go into conference play. But two things, OGs. All right. So you might say to yourself, Mike, what's an OG? OGs is the gummies. Uh, that have partnered with PHNX. You can get them at your local dispensary. You got to be 21 and up. Indicas, sativas, all kinds of good flavors out there. Help you sleep, help you feel good. Check it out. OGs. Again, check them out at your local dispensaries, 21 and up, and enjoy responsibly. And then, excuse me, uh, four peaks. The official brew of PHNX Sports. Many people confuse it with the Four Peaks, the U of A Big Men, but the Four Peaks is actually named after the Four Peaks Brewery. Go down there; they got all kinds of fun stuff check uh, going on at Four Peaks in the Tempe location, or you can come to our tap and bottle watch parties, which are going to be occurring uh, this Saturday at uh, this Saturday at noon. Hope to see you all down there. We'll be pushing that out there on social media shortly. But Four Peaks, really good stuff. Check it out, 21 and up. Check out the show notes and the links in the description for both. All right. ASU, I got to admit, Brad's a little bit better than I thought it was this year. Now, again, it was very satisfying watching them get destroyed by San, Diego, or by San Francisco uh, in the manner in which they did. But it's a little bit better team than I thought. It's a team that Arizona's got to take seriously seriously. Um, that being said, I still expect Arizona to win this game uh, fairly easily Saturday.
0: Really unusual season for ASU is as they have beaten really some really solid programs. They really have lost to one of those texas schools i I can't remember did they lose to tarleton state and beat south texas or texas southern i'm not sure one of them was like
1: a buzzer beater or something and then they
0: lost and san francisco's not bad i don't know how much they have back from last but last year's team was like a 30 win team whose coach then went on to you know get a better job and they kept uh they you know they kept the a lot of it intact so it's not the fact they lost on the road to san francisco it's that they got Destroyed on the road to San Francisco, and I think the final was about twenty-seven. But that game was in the—that was a forty-point lead for much of the second half, or close to it. Um, so it's kind of crazy. Uh, just to, yeah, it's, it's an inconsistent season now. You can argue, you know, Arizona's won losses to Utah, who's uh, you know not not that good. Although maybe like ASU better than advertised. But yeah, this ASU team is. It'll be interesting to see what they do in, in conference play because we've seen Hurley teams do. V- pretty well in the non-conference and then kind of implode. And I don't know if that's, uh, you know, he's really good at getting them ready early and then they can't adjust. I don't know if it's a, you get some tape on them and they become beatable. I don't know if, you know, there's chemistry issues and maybe it starts with him because he seems like he might be a difficult guy (laughs) to, to play. I mean, something's going on there when a lot of their best players leave.
1: Right. Um The Bagley thing, though, I'm not going to put on him I, because no, the,
0: I'm not putting the Bagley thing on. But I mean, you know, the kid who went to Kansas, the kids, you know, you got a lot of guys who have good right. roles, right? Uh, and 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 kind of bail on it. You don't, you know, you don't. You know, Pella Larson was not a star at Utah, um, but for a while, when Kristoljak was there, guys weren't bailing on him. Now a bunch of guys bailed when he when he got let go. Right, But, you know, you don't see that, you know, you, you see that at ASU, you see that at Cal, uh, where their best player point. You know, leave. You don't, you know, you don't see that at even at Washington that much. Right. Um, and Hopkins has been a, a dumpster fire since his first that's season. A good point. His first season where everyone's like, oh, woo, that's a really good high. And then it was like, oh, he hasn't done anything since. But for whatever reason, guys bail on ASU. And I don't know if it's, you know, again, the lack of fan support, If it's Hurley, uh, now obviously there's some NIL opportunities, um, but they lose a lot. That roster turns over. Now he's also able to attract guys. So he does a really good job bringing in transfer portal talent or pre-transfer portal talent, um, but doesn't mesh them like uh, a certain coach who grew up in uh, Crete, Nebraska, has done traditionally, although this year not as much. Um, So, yes, I think it's very – it's weird. So we'll see. My guess is ASU will be better than expected, but they'll come back down to earth in conference play. Cause right. that's just what ASU does.
1: All right. Let's talk in conference now because you've got Arizona you've got, uh, you've got Arizona, you've got UCLA. Those are clearly the two best teams in the conference right now. Um, you, it's an interesting matchup though, for me, for Arizona, by the way, tap and bottle, watch parties. You got to come down again, uh, check it out Saturday, this new noo- or Saturday at noon. Um, Going to be uh, Arizona ASU. will be yelling at the TV screen, having a lot of good times right there. Come join us. It's uh, again, Four Peaks will be there. Four Peaks, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Scott and Rebecca do a fantastic job out there. And again, it's just a fun place to go watch. So join us, tap and bottle, 12 o'clock noon, Saturday. Arizona and UCLA right now are two of the teams that kind of just, to me, Brad, are the two. Uh, They're the cream of the crop right now, but they're drastically different matchups. And I think that's what's intriguing about both of them is that UCLA is not a big tall team, but they're definitely perimeter based and they've had some guys that have surprised this year. Jalen Clark, especially at that wing, he kind of plays a de facto power forward, small forward 6'5", might be the defensive player of the year, front runner in the conference, Jaime Jaquez, Bona um, then you got guys like, uh, Mari Bailey and tiger Campbell. It's a matchup though, that I think Arizona is going to be able to, uh, take advantage of because quite frankly, they're just not tall enough in my opinion against Arizona. I think UCLA can win some games, but I think Arizona is a tough matchup for them.
0: No, I, I do too. Now, again, UCLA did a nice job against Kentucky who has some quality bigs for sure. For a, sure. You know, and they beat up on Maryland. I Maryland's not super big either though, but yeah, you're right. Um, when they've gone against some some kind of big, slightly physical teams with some athleticism, most notably Illinois and Baylor, they you know they didn't they didn't look great. They were they were in those games, and that's just UCLA is going to be in most games. Their defense is so good. Their rebounding is good. Frankly, when you've got guys like 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 Tiger and 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 Hawkes, they're going to keep you in games. Just want to know a your- fun
1: stat about a mother? Not many sure. people know. She played basketball at Pima Community College. Also also is from Tucson.
0: Russell. Interesting. Yeah, and he's pretty. what what's weird about him is he is so un UCLA.
1: He is. He's very the much kind so. of guy
0: who played at Cal.
1: Yes. Oh, he's got a lot of Jorge Gutierrez in him.
0: <laughs> he's got a lot of that. You know, he's the kind of guy who was a star at, at Cal. Um and you know what? I, I kind of think Tiger Campbell is, he doesn't seem like a UCLA guy.
1: Right. Right. Because uh,
0: he's not flashy. Um, right. He's gritty. And, you know, UCLA, that's and that that's Cronin. So they're perfect. Even though Cronin didn't recruit those guys, they're perfect Cronin guys, which is very unlike the glitz and glamour of UCLA. Now, you could say, argue uh, th- that Miller wasn't exactly the glitz and glamour of Arizona right. either. And he would have loved those guys as well. But no, UCLA is really good. They're well coached. Say all you want about Cronin and, and him being kind of a... Uh, you know, hard ass. He or makes us he, look he, tall, Brad. Yeah, That's always nice because I need all the help I can get. But, you know, he, he's he got a quality team. Are they, you know, they're not. They're, I think they lack some of the dynamic scoring. Singleton's done an, on a nice job. But, you know, to me, yeah, they and Arizona class of the league. There's probably four or five other interesting teams. Um Some of those have nice records like USC, like ASU. Um, some of the even Washington's records, not bad. I don't think they're very good. And then you've got kind of Oregon and Colorado who have done right. some very nice things and done some very bad things. <laughs> yes. Um, I think of the two Oregon's, the one who could get hot in Pac 12 play, but Colorado's just going to be a team you're not, especially on their court, you're not going to want to play. They could easily lose by 40 or they could beat you by like 15. And, With the way you know, they've beaten good teams this year, and they've lost to awful teams this year.
1: With the way that Arizona's uh, uh, schedule has gone, obviously you get the win against uh, Indiana. You get the win against Tennessee. You get uh, a crate in San Diego state. Now I get that some of those teams have kind of fallen off, but if Arizona takes care of business in the conference, let's say, and again, I don't even know what number they play now, but let's say you go 15 and three or whatever the case may be you're looking very much at a po- strong possibility of having a number one seat again, just because of what they were able to do at a conference.
0: Yeah. You know, they, they, they stockpiled a bunch of uh, quad was a quad one wins, even though right. I guess Creighton dropped out temporarily, but right. We expect them to kind of, find but I expect forward. them to
1: be there at the end of the year. I, I, yeah, I tell they, people that all the time. Yeah. They,
0: they've been missing the guy for quite a few games as well. Um, the problem is you're not going to get a lot of quality wins in PAC 12 play. Unless again, USC keeps winning, uh, you know, UCLA. Yes. You know, does Oregon get on a run where they went eight of 10 or something like that to start, start league play. Um, but, you know, Cal's going to drag you down. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, some other programs, are, you know, even if they've got the wins, they don't have quality wins. So they're not considered good wins. So yeah, Arizona has got to get some wins over some of these good teams. Avoid you know, bad losses to, you know, Wazoo or, or, or Cal or, or what have you. And then, you know, get, you know, it's almost like if you want to, if you're going to lose, lose to like the fifth right. through seventh. E- well, e- well, that's e- what e- I was going
1: to say. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: You want. Yeah, so like Utah at the end could end up being a perfect loss because you need to beat UCLA and you need to be in uh, U.S. And it's in
1: Utah. Utah doesn't totally suck either. So, no, you know, okay. like, yeah,
0: Uh, I saw one projection where they're like firmly on the bubble right now, Uh, you know, nine and four, they got a couple good wins. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, Arizona's going to have to go. And I think they play 20 now. So they're going to probably have to go somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 and three, 16 and four to, to get the one. I don't even know if a five losses get you a one seed or not. It really depends how other teams cannibalize each other, but you know, they can't go, 13 and seven and and still win the league they can't go 14 the Pac-12 is not good enough you've got to probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of a three to five total loss team which they would be because of 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 but having those
1: wins in your back pocket those out-of-conference wins is very very nice though
0: and frankly Arizona and to a lesser extent UCLA really bolstered uh the Pac-12s um,
1: most top 25 wins, wins by a, the Pac-12. has the most top 25 wins out of conference right there. So I'm going to And gonna they say have the that,
0: most losses to the SWAC.
1: Right. Well, you know what? But that won't stop them from giving 14 Big Ten teams into the NCAA tournament where they can all lose in the first round. When did round the Big
0: Ten become the ACC? I,
1: I, and Brad, this has happened for the last... Like, five years. If you were to watch ESPN or Selection Sunday, all they talk about is, well, you got to at least put 10 teams in from the Big Ten. Why? No. see, to And it happens every year.
0: To me, if you don't have a 500 record in conference, you're out. I don't care what conference you play. And I always say, well, they play Tuscaloosa. Well, you need to win some games.
1: Right. But frankly. They fall on their face in the tournament every single year.
0: I'd much rather watch the sixth place Big East team. Or the third place team in uh, the Missouri Valley uh, than the twelfth place team from the ACC or the the Big Twelve. Right. Um, you know, I'd much rather you know a Northern Iowa, and I don't think they're good this year. The wife's to grab, but those type teams are always fun come tournament time. You know, the fifth place Mountain West team. You know, get right. that Colorado State team in there. Um, then I then I want to see. And again, I even looked at the standings. But I'm presuming that, you know, a nine and nine in conference Illinois team might make it. Or, you know, someone like that. You know, you know, this year obviously Purdue looks pretty good. Um, I'm not denigrating the top of the league, but Oh, I am. You know, you know I've I've seen Ohio State a few times. They're fine.
1: Yeah. Indiana's but, kind of the same way. Not a bad team, but meh. I mean, I
0: think Indiana's okay. Like, they passed the eyeball test more than they passed the stats test. Them playing Arizona, I actually think they're more equipped to go farther than Tennessee is.
1: Really? Interesting. You might have a side wager on that, William.
0: Yeah. Now, do I think Tennessee's the better team? Yeah, but I think think Indiana can score better. I think Tennessee, and I know defense travels, but I could see Tennessee getting just having one of those games where they can't hit anything. They can't. And, right and end up, you know, again, both of those teams should have lost by twenty plus to Arizona. So, right. um, but yeah, I think I think Indiana's just a little more athletic and and could again. Would I bet on it? Well, I guess we have a side wager of some sort. We'll um, figure it out. A nice Maybe cold, a four, four peak four Yeah, um, but yeah, I, again, Tennessee. Tennessee seems like a weird team to me.
1: All right, let's talk a little bit of Arizona football here, but Illegal Pete's, another sponsor now that is joined with PHNX. Illegal Pete's, uh, obviously you have the one up in Tempe, or you have the one down here in university. I'm going to speak to the one on university. Spent a lot of times at Illegal Pete's in my younger days. Um, great food, great drinks, um, basically anything you want there, they have. Uh, what were you going to say there, William?
0: I'm laughing at this this run of sponsors we have. Do uh, you have a certain demographic we're approaching? Where, you know, yeah, uh, oh, you, we well, yeah.
1: You, uh, you have a gummy,
0: you get your burrito, you get a beer. Yeah. Oh, that's what said. We're, you, you we're going young around starters. here, Brad.
1: Yes, we're going young. But again, check it out. Illegal Pete's, great stuff, food, drinks. Check out show notes and link in the description. But again. It's always packed for a reason. Illegal Pete's. Great place okay. to
0: catch it before a home game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You could do that. Be a great place. Again, check it out. Illegal Pete's on University. All right, Brad. Um, Arizona football. Uh the it's, their calm is set in right now. Let's talk about the defense right now. Um, you've obviously let's talk at the linebacking core first. You've got Jacob Manu, obviously. Jerry Roberts comes back. You bring in Justin Flo. There's a good chance you're gonna get Leviticus Sua. What are you looking at from the linebacking core last year or this coming year? Excuse me.
0: You know, I, I think overall you look at an upgrade in the position. Um, you know what do you expect
1: out of Flo? Do you expect him to be, you know, what he was expected to be out of high school, somewhere in between that and what he was at Oregon? I have no clue what to expect. I have from no him. clue.
0: And again, I was like, I was lukewarm on Eccles. Right. Um, and then he proved me wrong. So mm-hmm. I'm Optimistic, but my guess is if Flo can be a three and a half star player, if he right. can be Anthony Pandy, uh, you're probably a good take it. because you mix that with Manu, you mix that with, um, you know, Roberts for one year. Uh, if they get Sua, you know, Sterling Lane is still floating around there. I don't know if there's some thought of moving him to, to the end or not. I have no idea, but he came in very well regarded mm-hmm. and he seems to be content being at Arizona. Um, so, yeah, so you've had a total overhaul of that position. But I think overall, when you look at it, uh, it's an upgrade. Um, you know, it's is it great? I don't know. It could be. But right now, I mean, right now, if you have to go to war with Jerry Roberts and uh, Jacob Manu, I can live with that. Right. Um, and, and, and if you can get anything out of flow this year, if you can get anything out of the other young guys, you're in really good shape. You're not great, but you're in good shape. And right now you just need the defense to be better. You don't, you need it to be. Okay.
1: That's what I needed from the defense is this. I need the defense to be like eighth or ninth worst in the conference, because I think the offense is going to be fantastic. Show that kind of improvement right there.
0: They have to be able to kind of do what they did the year before. Allow Arizona to hang around. Right. Because Arizona hung around a lot of games with a bad offense two years ago. Now with a very good offense, if you if you can keep teams in the thirties, Arizona's going to win more football games than they did last well, year. Last year, you were in the high forties and you can't win football games that way.
1: Well, I'm curious. The D line to me also is fascinating because I'm a big fan. I think Kungaika and uh, Lele are going to be pretty good at those tackle positions. I think that was, those are both good finds. Um, you bring in Bill Norton out of Georgia, by the way, Bill Norton, great name. Um, People say, well, you know, he didn't do anything in Georgia. That doesn't mean anything to me here because Arizona's not Georgia. But what I am, what I am worried about, though, is replacing the pass rush because Hunter Echols, uh, you know, Hunter Echols was a five-sack guy, was probably your best D lineman. Jalen Harris got four as well. Um, I think Deuce Davis is going to be pretty good, but I don't know who else on this roster right now. That might be my one of my biggest concerns right now is who is going to be that pass rusher.
0: Yeah, and I don't – again, I don't know what the, – are they going to continue with this 4-2? Or are they going to, you know, alter it and, and start using more outside linebackers? Um, you know, are there plans – you know, I, I. what is Tyler Manoa? I don't know what he is.
1: Right. Um,
0: do they, is he an inside guy? Is he an outside guy? Do they have enough depth? What? Because whereas I'm not – I'm not shedding tears over losing bars and shand – uh, they would have been very nice depth for this group. Right. Um, again, those are more interior guys, but yeah, I think you, I, I think those concerns for the pastos, you are absolutely, you don't need sacks, but you need pressures. You right. need, you need, to and force you need guys. as much as
1: you can scheme. It's different when you have somebody that's kind of quick twitch that can bend off the edge that just, that makes it easier than just saying, okay, well, we just got a blitz here. we got to do this. When you've got somebody that you know, in certain situations can get to the QB, it makes it easier.
0: With the quality of quarterback play of the Pac-12, the ability to rush for more often than not is vital because right. you want to drop seven into coverage. Right. Um, you don't want to have to rely on blitzes over and over and over. And and because if they don't get home, then Caleb Williams is going to destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Bo Nix is good enough. Um, you know... <sighs> Penix is really,
1: really good. Drew um, Pine, not good
0: enough. Uh, yeah, you know, I like Pine, but I, does he have enough around him? You see him
1: what? riding the pine behind Borgay?
0: I don't know if Borge is going to stay. That's my... Okay. At what point do you just go, you just won't give me a chance?
1: It's a good point. It's a good point.
0: Because, again...
1: He what, played pretty well last year.
0: Uh, I think Borgay can play. Now, if, I, if I'm Borgay, I... I, I I'm tailing it to San Diego state because they don't have a quarterback. Right. Great place to play. Um, right. He can get on TV a lot um, mm-hmm. or somewhere like that. I agree. Because I just don't feel, and again, it's, it's really tough to fully commit to a, a former walk-on who's a little undersized and, it you know, shouldn't be at
1: this point, though, because he's got the tape. You've seen in him
0: reality, play. it should be. You bring in Pine and you go open competition, but we all know you usually end up favoring the transfer, right? Um, that's just kind of the way it is. You know, unless you're Arizona and you brought in four transfers in one year, <laughs> um, but you know that. But this is a league that's going to have eight or nine quality quarterbacks at least.
1: Have I told and, you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app? Code word PHNX. You have. All right. Now again, but I want to can... hear more. You can never have this too much, Brad. Here's the deal: you can put down five dollars, five, on an NBA game, and you can get up to two hundred dollars in free plays just betting money line if that team wins. I'm going to go with a different avenue right now. Take the Bucks against bad teams. I said take the Suns against bad teams. The Suns went on a losing streak. Are take the Suns the secretly a bad team now? What's that? <laughs> the I know Suns have been say. playing like a bad team for sure. Now. I'm going to say Giannis Antetokounmpo, best player in the world. Take Ride to him. See how far he'll take you. Um, again, 21 and up. Arizona only. Got a gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. All right, Brad. Let's talk about these defensive backs here for Arizona before signing off. Um, obviously, you lose Christian Roland Wallace. That's a big loss. Um, I think out of all the guys that Arizona lost, that was the one that I think stings the most because of the position. But... I like the young corners. I think that Hawk, and Davis have a lot of potential right there. Um, the safety position is going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. Obviously, Isaiah Taylor is probably going to be one of the starters. Jason Taylor's kid, but then you got some openings uh, right there. It's you. It's high on uh, youth and athleticism, low on experience. What do you think about the DBs?
0: Again, Jackson Turner's a like bars and Shandaby. You're better right. with him, but you're better with him as your as a second stringer. Right, He's not that good. Um, yeah, I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of Taylor. I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of Warnell, who, who mm-hmm. did some really good things towards the end of the year, um, but wasn't so good that Maldonado didn't kind of crawl back in.
1: And Maldonado, in all fairness to him, um, he played better towards the end of the year.
0: He did. It's kind of like he lost his job and then kind of won it back. And again, I don't know what right. his status I can't keep track of who's because of all these extra years. I don't even know if Maldonado's back or not but to me it's safeties in the past, rush are probably my biggest concern. I think there's enough talent at corner um, that but again, with Davis, with price sock uh, with Stoops with uh, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in Celestine um, mm-hmm. you know, and then some of the other young guys they've got to commit. I mean, you know, some of those guys may get thrown to the fire and that that's going to happen at safety as well. I, I have a suspicion, but Uh, There's a lot of bodies, and that's the good news, Uh, unlike maybe the defensive front, which doesn't have a lot of bodies because, again, they lost a ton of guys. Now, most of them aren't good enough to play, but at some point you need bodies up front. All right. Um, So those are to me are the two concerns.
1: I'm throwing down the gauntlet, though. Just finished eighth worst in the conference defensively, and we're going to be going bowling, William. Would you agree with this?
0: More than likely, yeah.
1: All right, all right, Abraham. I see you in there, Abraham. I'm gonna remember this comment when you are asking for a good call playing basketball. I remember that. But uh, all right, Brad. People are asking where can they find you? What's going on? You got anything going on this week?
0: Yeah, you know, I keep promising I'm going to start recording again. I really hope so. It's just a matter of having quiet time in in a a busy house and uh, work in the holidays. So if I don't get something recorded this week because there's only two of us in the house, then shame on me. But certainly towards the new year. But yeah, I think we'll have something. At some point this week, one or two, um, you know, want to talk. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the these transfers and these transfers out. Want to talk a little more hoop, um, and just uh, you know, as always, the end of the year means uh, some music recommendations for the world as well. For for uh, Prince of the East Side, who seems to like
1: the music talk. Any chance of you mingling with the common folk this uh, Saturday at Tap and Bottle?
0: I don't think I'm going to be in town. I think I have to go back up to Phoenix to be with the uh, in-laws. But if I am in town, then yes, you will, you will see me and some kind of novelty T-shirt and, and possibly my now five
1: 5'5", 12-year-old son. He's William Brad Alice. I am only Mike Luke. As always, appreciate all the comments here. You are fantastic, and be back with you tomorrow. Kyle Dodd coming into an- enemy territory to talk some Arizona ASU basketball. But for the great William Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.